At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Financial topic number one, 2022, you all know it, is inflation. We've all been hit with it in so many different ways. And we think about prices going up, you start worrying about spending. You think, we had 9% inflation in 2022. How am I going to retire if prices keep going up by 9% a year? It's a really ominous thought. When we've had inflation for the last 15 plus years, that is almost non-existent, 1%, 0%, 1%. We haven't had this anxiety around things getting so expensive our investments won't be able to keep up with them. But we continue to be reminded of that. And I wanted to revisit one of the most powerful concepts when it comes to retirement planning. Just this past week, because inflation has been hitting everyone from your own personal angle, whether it's you trying to go out and fix your kitchen sink, like I've been trying to do forever, it gets expensive. I can't get the, can't, it's taken forever to get done. We can't get the parts and the parts because we can't get them are more expensive. Having to call multiple plumbers, it's death by a thousand cuts. And we think about how does that impact over the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years when I'm in retirement? And the answer to that very simply is to understand the math behind this incredibly powerful financial planning rule. It's got a lot of parts to it called the 4% plus rule. It's been around for a long time. Our team has done its own research around the 4% rule. We've updated it and updated it and updated it starting back in 2017. It's been around since the early 90s and we continue to do so. And I think because we were getting hit with inflation, it's such an important rule to revisit today. I had several families this week that I sat down with and that was the question in doing their financial planning. What do we run inflation at? Do we have to run this, Wes? If I need $100,000 a year and inflation is 8%, then over the course of less than seven years, it's going to, it'll double. Remember the rule of 72? You take your rate of return divided into 72 and it'll tell you how many years it takes to double. So if inflation were to run at 10% a year and you divide 10 into 72, it's seven. That means your spending would have to double every 7.2 years. Really, it's a scary thought. And I was reminded of it. Again, multiple house projects this year, I've been hit by inflation. And really, of course, we all see it at the, at the pump. We see it in, if you're looking at Europe right now, the fascinating numbers out of natural gas. Natural gas two years ago in the United States was $1.50. It's $9 now per 1,000 cubic feet or meters, however they measure natural gas in Europe because of the war with Russia and Ukraine. And them being limited with their natural gas, they're five to seven times higher than here in the United States. Inflation is all over the world. 
And it's very real. You've got to bake it into a long-term retirement plan. Another area that I've hit, here we are in the fall. If you're tuning into the Retire Sooner podcast and it's here in the fall, it's football season. I've got three of my four kids play football. It's college football season. It's NFL is starting up. I've been watching on HBO, Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions, which has been a fascinating Hard Knocks. If you haven't watched HBO, Hard Knocks has been around, I think, for 17 seasons. This year, by far the best version, by far the best one. But I think about, I was sitting down the first college football weekend and thinking, I, th- I want to see the, the UNC game. I want to find any college football that's on. And I realized my streaming app didn't have all the football channels. So then I thought, well, wait a minute. Do I have to get another streaming app? Do I have to get the NFL package? Do I have to get... So I end up, and, and like a lot of Americans, and I don't have cable because I, I have fast internet, so it's, I'm just going to do YouTube TV, and then I'll do HBO Max, by the way. Hard Knocks is on HBO Max. I don't want to miss that. It's worth a, what that's worth it every month to, to to me. And then we've got Disney Plus, of course. So we've got ESPN Plus. So I think about the inflation just consuming content. I thought I had this great plan of getting rid of cable, saving hundreds of dollars a month. The next thing I know, I'm adding and adding and adding subscription packages so I can watch live football. And by the way, I also looked at ratings for football. This is just fascinating. Totally going off topic, but so far in 2022, as of the, let's call it the fall 2022, 45 out of the top 50 broadcasts in the United States, sports, because it's live. And it's something that you, you want to see live. Uh, 14 out of the top 15 broadcast sports, of course, Super Bowl, but then you're looking at NFC Championships number two with 50 million viewers. You have AFC Championship of... 74 million viewers, and the list goes on and on. It's AFC Divisional, NFC Wildcard, NFC Divisional Playoffs, NFC. It's, it's all sports. The only thing in the top 15 that is not sports was the State of the Union. So, again, streaming, inflation, but it's hitting us from all angles. So how do we transition to this guilt-free, not worried about running out of money? That's exactly what we're all worried about. There's a few big fears in life. Running out of money at any point, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or in your 80s, 90s, it's terrifying. And so much about financial planning and investing, but very much, and this really is a dual topic. It's financial planning and investing combined, because there's pieces of both, is about having some sort of game plan, knowing that during history this worked, even through periods of time of high inflation and low inflation and high inflation and low inflation. And that's where we're headed here, which is the four percent plus rule and it'll help you figure out how much can you budget for and what are your kind of upper limits what are your upper bounds how do you really how do you maximize your spending from your savings in retirement without running out i think that's what this comes down to and that's this four percent plus rule budgeting by the way can be a lot like dieting you can do it religiously you can count every single calorie you can monitor every single every single thing you eat or everything that you spend on. Uh, and you can fear every additional calorie or every additional dollar that you spend. So rather than watching every single calorie or every, every single dollar, one way to approach budgeting is almost the opposite of how you think about budgeting, which is you're counting every single spending. You're going from the bottom up to get a number. Another way to look at this, and I think you get a lot of financial peace this way, is to think about spending in retirement or your overall budget, start top down as opposed to bottom up. 
Meaning rather than saying, this is how much I want to spend, I want to spend this much here and this much there, and then you come up with a spending amount, wouldn't it be nice to just figure out what you can spend safely forever? Then you fit your spending into that number. Then you can spend guilt-free. So how do you do this top-down approach to budgeting? It's pretty simple. As long as we follow the 4% plus rule, then you can know how much you got to have allotted to spend every single month and spend it on whatever you want. Fast cars, lattes, pumpkin spice lattes here for the fall, cars, horses, whatever you want. All the things people tell us we shouldn't buy, but it doesn't matter because you're following the 4% plus rule. Very simply, Wes, how can I do top-down budgeting if I don't know how much I'm going to have in retirement? That's where a retirement plan comes in, and that's pretty simple. We know what we have saved today. We know approximately how much we'd like to be able to save per year. We put an assumed interest rate, 6, 5, 6, 7%, depending on how aggressive you want to be. And you'll know by the age 60, if you continue on that path, this is going to be the number. About this much liquid retirement savings, and that's what we're going to apply the 4% rule to. I also like this top-down budgeting approach when it comes to spending money because I have this real pet peeve around how people want to judge each other on how they spend money. You, you think about this, well, I can't believe they bought this car, but the same person spent $50,000 on a horse. I can't believe they spent $50,000 on a horse. Why wouldn't they spend it somewhere else? We all have this preconceived notion of it's okay what we're spending money on. And then we look at our neighbor and we say, well, that's reckless spending. The reality here is that if we follow this overarching rule, the 4% plus rule, we're doing our budgeting top down so that we know what we're able to spend per month and then we can do spending guilt-free. We know exactly how much we can spend every single month or every single year. Historically, we've got very powerful history on our side to understand what these numbers are. And then it doesn't matter what we spend our money on because we're within the 4% plus rule. It is guilt-free budgeting. It's guilt-free spending. And that's why I like this concept so much. The car guy thinks it's stupid to spend $100,000 a year on a horse. And the horse guy thinks the car guy is stupid to spend $100,000 on a brand new car. But again, if you follow the 4% plus rule, it doesn't matter because they're both right. As far as I'm concerned, any HROB, any happiest retiree on the block can spend money on anything as long as they're within this 4% plus rule. It's a guilt-free way to fund retirement. And I write a lot about this in What the Happiest Retirees Know, my most recent book, 10 Habits for a Healthy, Secure, and Joyful Life. There's a whole chapter on spending habits of the happiest retirees. So again, if you haven't picked up a copy of What the Happiest Retirees Know, Everything we're talking about here today is in there as well. I want retirees, early retirees or non-early retirees, to be able to spend as much as they can and still not worry. I want people to be able to go on their 2.4 vacations per year. It's better than 1.4. We know happiness levels rise when we travel and we go on vacation. Retirees want to be able to spend money on travel with friends. We know that as traveling with friends increases, numbers of time per year so do levels of happiness. So let's take the guilt out of spending for those trips. Hey y'all, it's Mallory Boggs, a producer for the Retire Sooner podcast. From an investment standpoint, the world is changing. We've gone from no inflation to hyperinflation, zero interest rates to much higher interest rates. All of this changes the dynamics for stocks and bonds. So the question for you, 
Are your retirement accounts ready for it? Have you adapted your investments for these major shifts? Do you know what kind of income your 401k account is going to pay you in retirement? If not, maybe it's time for a new perspective. The Retire Sooner team is here to help. If you're ready to talk, reach out to our team and we'll help you take a closer look at how you can generate income in retirement and protect yourself from inflation. We'd love to hear from you. Again, find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So here's how this works. And we'll call it the 4% rule. And then the 4%, I'll explain the plus part of that. And remember, first of all, I think most importantly, this is a rule of thumb to help you maximize how much you can use without running out of money. And the rule of thumb part is important because it's a guidepost. This is not something where you're doing exactly four, four and a quarter percent every single year. So how does the rule of thumb work? Let's take a million dollars. Let's say you've saved a million dollars in retirement. I think it's important to note too, we're not talking about other income sources here. This is an income source. We're talking about withdrawing or utilizing the money that you save. So we're not talking about social security or pensions here. We're talking about how much of your own money you can use beyond other income sources. How much of your own savings can you turn into monthly spending, annual spending? So for example, let's say you saved a million dollars for retirement and that's your day one retirement number. You multiply that by 4%. So you get $40,000. Take $40,000 per year now and adjust that up for inflation for whatever inflation is every single year. So year one, it's $40,000. Well, let's say inflation was 7% during that year. Well, the next year, your $40,000 number, spending number goes up to 42,800 because that's 7% higher. That's your new spending mark. So it allows you to spend more money over time adjusted for inflation every single year. Provided that, here's the other piece of the equation, you have at least 50 to 75% in stocks at any given time. That's how this has worked historically. As long as you're rebalancing within that 50 to 75% number over time, every year, the rule works. It starts to break down when you start to take more than 70, call it 75% in stocks or less than 50%. And it makes sense. If bonds have only averaged 3% a year and inflation has averaged, in some cases, higher than 3% for a long period of time, then you're starting to dig into your money and your returns just aren't keeping up. So owning stocks is a really important piece of this overall concept. So if you use this 4% as a guide, mathematically and historically, your money lasts for 40 years plus 92% of the time. 92% of the time, 40 years plus. More than 97% of the time, 30 years plus. Meaning that 
in 97% of cases, even if you use this linearly, it never backed off your spending whatsoever and always ratcheted for the full inflation amount. In 97% of cases, rolling 30-year periods, you still don't run out of money. But there's always the fear that it won't continue to work, which is perfect fodder for doomsday writers. New year, new article that says the 4% rule is broken, it will never work. And I love these articles. Interest rates are low. There's no way you can spend 4% a year in retirement. You can only use 2% of your retirement savings in any given year. That's not how to run out of money. Here's a way to never run out of money. Take 0% of the money ever. Then there's no way to outlive your money. But again, it obviously defeats the purpose. So this original rule was created by William Bengen, was an aerospace engineer and then turned financial planner. He went back and did the math historically, the market data, stock bond portfolios, half in stocks, 60% in stocks, 70% in stocks, the, the rest in bonds. And that's how he ended up coming up with his optimal mix of call it between 50 and 70% in stocks, 50 to 75% at any given time. Then our team recreated the study in 2014 and then last year in 2021. Again, a lot of detractors on this. Wade Fowl, 2013. A group of researchers that includes the American College of Financial Services Professor Wade Fowl concluded in a 2013 study that the initial withdrawal would have to be capped at 2.5% for your money to last a 30 retirement. Then he comes back in 2015. However, I think a 4% can be too aggressive in today's low interest rate environment. I estimate the number could vary from 35 to 2.35%. Tell me I basically can't spend any of my savings. 2018, he comes out and says 3% is the new safe withdrawal rate. 2021, calculate the safe number 2.8% because interest rates back then were so low. Again, this is my opinion and history will be our guide and history will tell the real story. But, and I know there's a lot of detractors and haters of the 4% rule. But I think even in the high interest rate environment high, or higher interest rate, high inflation environment that we're living through, I don't see why it won't continue to work as market history continues to rhyme and repeat itself over and over and over again. We had a decade of inflation in the 70s and early 80s in the 7 to 14% range. Yes, interest rates were higher, but also here we are in 2022 and interest rates are going higher and getting back closer to more normal historic rates. The Fed is intent on it. So again, our team went back, updated this. If you think about it, if you're updating this through the end of 2021, you're including the tech burst in 1999, 2000, 2001. You're including the great financial crisis, 2007, 2008, early 2009. These are rough, rough periods of time. Long, rough periods of time. Nevertheless, here's the math. 70% of the time, money lasted 50 years plus. 92.7% of the time, money lasted 40 years plus. And again, over 97% of the time, money lasted 30 years plus. Think of it this way. You retired 62, 30 years, this gets you to 92 years old. Now, very recently, Bengen came back and did a little ratio juggling. And again, remember the basic tenets of this, or let's call it at least half in stocks, the other portion in bonds. Well, what he did 
is that instead of 50% in large cap stocks, which is really how he's run this for years and we've run this for years, he took 10% of that, so call it 40% in large cap stocks and 10% in small cap stocks. Small caps have historically grown a little bit better than large over time. And he went on to crunch the new numbers and upped it to 4.5%. Now, 4, 4.5 may not sound like a lot, but that's a 12.5% increase on how much you're withdrawing. So instead of withdrawing $50,000 a year, 12.5% increase would be $56,000 a year. And the numbers still work. It's not quite as good because you're taking out more money. But if I look at the 30 years or more number, it's still over 90% of the time money doesn't run out. For 40 years or more, 75% of the time money still doesn't run out for 40 years. So everybody has an opinion on this. Bengen, Fow, Wall Street Journal, and everyone wants to put their two cents in on this. And I think it's important to understand the theory, but how does it work in the real world? And that's the key here is that we want to be able to pull out the most amount of money we can with confidence. That's the real world. Not, oh, you can only take 2% a year. That's not the real world. Otherwise, we wouldn't save at all. And in the real world for the past 80 plus years, almost a century, the 4 to 4.5% range is, has worked out most, most, most of the time. And that's why I think to get us to the, the final make, making it work all the time is to not have this be a perfectly linear mathematical equation. It's a dynamic rule. It's a rule of thumb. It's a guideline. It's a dynamic number that go up or down depending on your specific situation and then what happens to markets and investments. We go through an awesome period of time and you're way ahead of the game and your retirement plan calls for you to have your million to be worth a million and a half by the time you're 70 and it's worth two, which again, that happens all the time. Markets can go beyond what your financial plan called for. It can be worse than what your financial plan called for. But if, if you're ahead of schedule, then clearly you can take more than the four and a half percent rule. If things aren't going well, markets are bad, inflation is high, then that's a period of time where it might help to tighten our belts a little bit and not increase the 4% for inflation or even spend a little less in that given year. Maybe you cut out one of the 10 different streaming apps you're using on your TV. That advice would apply to me. So bottom line here is that retirement planning isn't a straight line. There isn't and never will be an exact percentage of retirees need to or want to stick to every single year. Remember, these rules are really just guidelines. They're not etched in stone. Flexibility is really the key. Two, the real world supports 4.5% withdrawal rate. In my opinion, Bangin's calculations are, are more accurate to follow than Fowl's. And that's largely because the articles I've seen their research quoted just doesn't seem practical to me. 2.4% a year to use your money, that just, I just haven't, I don't see that working with a lot of American families. And three, use the four to 5% range dynamically, or really the three to 5% range dynamically. From what I've seen during my 20 plus years of helping people plan for retirement, being able to be dynamic and adjust in any given year, depending on your spending needs and the market environment, that's the key. So that range is sustainable as long as you're willing to make adjustments along the way. There's always this three-step dance 
between math, which is objective, common sense, which is subjective, and then emotions, which are very subjective. Like the fear, anxiety, that markets stir up in us. But I think you know where I stand. I'm a, I'm a believer in the rule as long as we know we have to be flexible or we will be flexible over time. And taking this top-down approach of here's about how much I'm going to have and then top-down budgeting using the 4% plus rule will tell me how much I can pull out of my retirement savings. That would then be in addition to Social Security, pensions, or any other income streams, rental income that you might have. Bottom line, history tells us that there's a high probability that this guideline will work for a very long time. And I think if we're smart about it, it can take away one of the main worries around retirement. Just take it off the table. Hey, y'all. This is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information information.